the focus has been on how do I serve? What is the next step? Mm. And I think because of that, mm. it opens up a mindset of abundance instead of a place of survival. Yeah. And it opens me up to walk through the fear because there's mm. a bigger purpose. Welcome to Hey Awesome Girl with Tibby Jones. Every week, we interview amazing boss babes in tech, medicine, law, entrepreneurship, entertainment, parenting, and more about their lives, their goals, their why, in order to discover how every day they're working to add more pleasure, ease, and abundance in their orbit. This show is part business advice, part life coaching, part real talk with girlfriends. If you're looking for a show that's real and relatable, but also inspiring at the same time, this is the one for you. I'm your host, Tibby Jones. I'm founder and CEO of the creative agency, Hey Awesome Girl. I am dog mom to the amazing Olivia in the other room and also the cutest little dog on earth. And I, as a fun fact, started working as a freelance marketer at 18. Young buck, 18. And by 25, I was consulting full-time for my own business. Now, my career has had some ups and downs since then, but I've had the pleasure of growing businesses and audiences, managing million-dollar budgets, leading large marketing teams, and generating seven-figure contracts for my clients. On this show, I talk to other boss babes, and we figure out how to add more pleasure, ease, and abundance into our crazy lives. Today, you'll meet Beth Carr, who is CEO of Fortified Branding and a certified story brand guide. She has over 15 years of experience and she applies her expertise to building brands and marketing systems for her clients. Beth and I really geek out over branding and storytelling and marketing. We also dig into what it's really like to be an entrepreneur and how being unique may have been scary back in the day when we were kids, but that is the key to building a successful business and a successful brand. It is a really rich episode. I know you will like it and I am excited to share it with you. Let's watch. Hey, Beth. <laughs> Welcome to the Hi. show. Hey, Tizzy. <laughs> What's up? Uh, January is up. Well, it's off. <laughs> it's gone. Finally. Thank God. Finally. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really glad that I'm feeling like things are moving forward and starting to flow. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about that flow. I apologize for the background noise. My dog wants everybody to know that she's in the building as well. Hey, <laughs> I wish I had my reggae horn. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Olivia's in the building. <laughs> Um, anyway, enough about Olivia. What about you, Beth? For folks who aren't familiar with you, what you do, please give the people a taste. Yeah. So, um, I have started a consultancy that I'm going to maybe grow into an agency called Fortified Branding, and it really helps entrepreneurs and, uh, purpose-driven businesses realize their inner monologue and elevate those words um, to tell these very compelling, powerful visual and verbal stories so they can really activate deep connections with their customers, hearts and minds, change behaviors and attract more growth and scale. First of all, you know, I love that. We've had side conversations about brand <laughs> and all things. But for, yes. for people who may not be familiar what, or at least give them like your viewpoint, what's the difference between a consultancy and an agency? Mm -hmm. Well, a consultancy, um, uh, me and my team are coming in and really being able to, it's like you're entering an ER room and you've got the specialist coming in and saying, okay, we're going to focus specifically on, you know, this, the, like the tear in your heart, right? Very specific right. parts of the anatomy. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to brands, a lot of times, um, you know, we're coming in as that specialist, that strategist where there are parts and pieces to people's businesses that aren't quite moving along when it comes to marketing or the way their brand is being expressed. And a lot of times it starts with words. It starts with what are the words that you're using 
to invite your audience into their own story, how are you talking less about yourself and more about them? Hmm. I, I love that analogy with the specialists. Obviously, like you have a lot of experience. Like, how did you get to having your own company? Did you start there? Did you start like, how did you get oh. here? <laughs> well, uh, this might be a common thread with all your other Hey Awesome Girl guests, but um, sometimes you have to be dragged through a lot of mud to be able to, you know, put the flag in the ground and create your own. Um, I have been, um, in marketing and branding for over 17 years. I started as a graphic designer on wall street in the financial sector in New York city, creating graphics out of very dry, crunchy Excel sheets where a first year analyst was saying, can you make a story out of this? (laughs) Which is actually really great training because you're like, Hmm, Uh how do I take something that's numbers and make it really accessible as a visual mm-hmm. story to more people. Mm-hmm. And then over time, uh, my responsibility grew and all of a sudden I was in charge of other creatives. And then I was in charge of a whole the whole creative arm and the marketing arm of big corporations like Nestle um, to really small startups, uh, tech apps, financial apps, beauty mm-hmm. and wellness apps. Um, so leading these companies and what is your voice? Uh, what is your messaging? How are you making people feel, which is really what brand is about? How are you, how is that being expressed through marketing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I've been at it for a long time. And after a series, you know, in marketing, um, and maybe this pertains more to women, I'm not sure yet. I'm still doing a lot of research on this, but I have noticed that a lot of the female creative leaders that I know, they have about an 18 month ramp before there's a shift. Maybe they get promoted. Maybe they get laid off. Uh, Mm. For me, um, every 18 months, um, I was being laid off. The company would downsize. The company Mm -hmm. would shift in leadership. And so after the fifth serial layoff in six years, well, not six years, that's not right math, but six companies, um, I, I decided, I was like, you know, I really want to serve many instead of one-on-one. I think right. there's, uh, there are so many businesses out there. It is the, the future is the entrepreneur, especially the female entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And there is so much that I can help share in my knowledge to help lift so many different businesses and companies. Um, so I, opened up my shingle at the right before the pandemic in January of 2020, I opened up fortified branding. Um, and actually, uh, peeps, a lot of people have thrived during the pandemic. My Mm -hmm. business has, because I was helping a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses pivot into full e-commerce online. How do I position my product? How do I attract people with my messaging? How do I magnetize mm-hmm. people to want to uh, find out more about my company? So yeah. it's been, it's been a journey. <laughs> that, first of all, that's amazing, Beth. Like we met through a uh, incubator program and there was some amazingly successful businesses <laughs> in our group, mm-hmm. including yours. And so kudos for you kudos to you for starting during a pandemic and keeping going and like being as successful as you've been like, thank you. You know, I, and I haven't even been focused on the success or the making money. It's really the focus has been on how do I serve? What is the next step? Mm. And I think because of that, Mm. it opens up a mindset of abundance instead of a place of survival and it opens me up to walk through the fear because there's Mm. a bigger purpose than getting stuck in the I can't or uh, the imposter syndrome or whatever else might be you know adding to the mind trash in my Mm. mind you know in the morning oh that mind trash (laughs) oh 
I don't even know where to start. Well, let's let's talk about mind trash. Um, okay. I hear a lot about it in the circles that I'm in, but for folks who may not have heard that term before, who probably can intuit what it means, <laughs> <laughs> but explain it, explain it for our audience. Well, uh, another way that I label it before I heard mind trash, which I just love so much is, I call it my itty bitty committee. Oh. It is, <laughs> it is uh, more than one voice and, uh, you know, they sit around a table in my mind and critique me and say things that I wouldn't dare say to anyone, not my dearest friend, not my dog, not my, right? Nobody mm -hmm. except me. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it is, it is a place that just swirls down a drain. Um, mm -hmm. there's nothing good that comes out of that mind trash slash committee place. Yeah. Um, and so every day I get to take out that trash, roll it mm -hmm. to the curb mm -hmm. and, or fire that committee, right. And say, I'm yeah. sorry, your opinion is not welcome here. Now mm -hmm. you meeting adjourned. Right. <laughs> yes. And I, I always think about mine, um, my itty bitty committee or the mean girls in my brain mm -hmm. as I, I try to for a while when I learned about mind trash and I learned how our brains work I would try to like beat them up like stomp them down like get rid of them like without compassion mm -hmm. now I still get rid of them or tell them to shut up <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is with more compassion and understanding because I think at least for me, it's really, it's important for me to understand like how those voices came to be in my brain. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think at the root, they really want to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And they have a very interesting way of trying to keep us safe. For example, mm -hmm. um, that voice is like, oh, you can't do that. Like you shouldn't try. People are going to judge you. Like, don't, don't put yourself out there. Don't do that marketing. Like don't, mm -hmm. don't have a fancy new brand. Don't advertise. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's like this, this sort of primal fear of being seen, being judged, being crucified, all of these things. And it's the way that they speak to you, at least for me, I feel like that's the root of it. The shit they're saying is sometimes very rude, <laughs> but I think at the <laughs> core, it's like, how can they keep you safe and small because it's less threatening if you are safe and small if that makes and sense. i love that you just said that to me because it is it's like it's it really is here's your seatbelt, right it, it really is like i want to keep you safe with uh messaging that you already understand and know mm. inside your head like wiring programming mm -hmm. maybe when we were kids um yep. it's a it's a place of survival mm. um and that's actually the way I'm able to start every day having to fire that committee or take out that trash is mm -hmm. really, um, no, today I get to take up space. I don't have to no. make an excuse to be here, to be present, to serve, to show up authentically, which for me mm -hmm. is uh, loud, is full of laughter is making jokes is about connection um about asking questions about being really inquisitive right mm -hmm. um i'm the i'm the weirdo that stands in a line and will talk to the strangers as my husband or other friends shrink all shy like why are you talking to, why are you talking to them <laughs> you know everybody <laughs> yeah yeah that would that would, that would be shying away from that the introvert <laughs> Like, people. <laughs> she says as she's hosting a whole ass show. Um, hello. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, I do. One of the conversations that we've had before. Um, I forgot who said this on our group, but about the 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 cobblers kids not having shoes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Are the last before. to get the shoes? Yeah. Right. 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 So. You know, Fortify branding helps businesses differentiate themselves in a crowded market. You help them showcase who they really really are to attract their target audience. How do you make your own business stand out? Mm. Yes, I'm the cobbler's kids. <laughs> um, I asked because I get it. You know I get it. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, I have actually decided to do a new tactic for this year. This is part of my goal is every day, what are the little things that you are doing to be able to market yourself better, right? Like right mm -hmm. now I am uh, re-messaging so that um, I'm offering, I'm focusing on a different offer where I can help companies in a shorter amount of time. So mm -hmm. normally the process of working with us is a week to six weeks, depending on how much the project is. Yep. Brand messaging now, um, because just we're able to nail it so well because of our pre-work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working on a VIP day model with within a day, mm -hmm. within 24 okay. hours, you have your key messaging, your core yeah. messaging to be able to move through the world. So I'm working on that. Um, and I'm working on new uh, free information because I, I feel like there's so much to just share um, so yeah. that people can do a lot of things on their own. Um, yeah. And I've been writing, um, I've started a new email campaign, which is really about, uh, emails are really about conversations, nurturing conversations. They're not about mm -hmm. selling or talking at people. And so mm -hmm. that's what I'm also working on behind the scenes. Um, how that. I get my audiences now is LinkedIn, my network of connections, this community that we're in together, um, other communities where I've connected with uh, amazing CEOs and uh, business leaders. So right now it's a lot of word of mouth showing up and just again, mm -hmm. being of service. And yeah. then they go, hey, can I, you know, can I book you for a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. for now? Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's beautiful. I think sometimes there is the pressure to like, market and be everywhere and don't get me wrong i run a whole agency like this is what we do we help people get the word out both of us get the word out about their company um but i do think there is you know there there can be a seasonality to it for a while i existed 99.9 percent .9 based on referrals and i'm just now getting to the place where i'm like okay i actually want to seek out some new and different clients. And so I, I, th I think there's, there's value in figuring out what works for you. And so I'm curious, like, how did you, how do you approach like doing your business your way? Hmm. Well, the first thing that I always have to remind myself of is I'm doing this on my own time. It's very easy for me to go to that place where I'm comparing my myself to or my business to other people's businesses, maybe they're farther along, maybe they're just starting out, right? So that's the first, that's the first primary thing. Yeah. Um, and then again, it goes back to just showing up authentically in every conversation I have, in every post I make on social media. Um, I'm telling stories. I'm telling a personal story about a day, a moment, and that how it ties into how I can serve somebody yeah. else that's how I've attracted a lot of people in my network to knocking on my door in email and saying, Hey, I'm heading this company that really needs your help in re-messaging mm -hmm. and rebranding. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Let's talk about some challenges of being this, <laughs> these entrepreneurs that we are, because <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows. What were some not just challenges so we can vent. I mean, we can vent about challenges. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what we learned from those challenges as well. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think the biggest, uh, lesson for me in just starting to enter year three of my business, um, is in those moments where I'm trying to figure something out and my brain really, really hurts. And, um, uh, in the past, when I was on, uh, you know, a corporate team, there was always the team. But sometimes, you know, in this space, especially in this virtual world, you're by yourself. What yep. has been really great lesson is, wait, everyone is still uh, at the tip of my fingers on a Slack, on a text, on a call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be alone in this. That's why I also, mm -hmm. I think it's really important to join communities of like-minded, if not like-minded, uh, subject-focused 
mm-hmm. sameness with those goals. Um, so to be in community, um, that's been a huge lesson. It's actually been really, um, it's made, it's made me really be okay to be vulnerable, right? Because in the past, especially normally one of the only female leaders, female minority leaders in a company, I had to act as if I knew all the answers, or at Mm. least I thought I did. But being now in my own company, it's okay to say, I don't know. What do you know? Right. Right. That's been a huge Mm -hmm. lesson. I can definitely attest to that because I know (laughs) I was talking to Marisa and we were talking about that time I was talking about crying on a call and we were Mm -hmm. breaking down the difference between Thug tears and ugly cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that community has been so essential to my life. So essential. Yeah. How do you think um, entrepreneurship, like you getting into entrepreneurship, has changed your career trajectory? Hmm. Well, first of all, I'm just going to do a shout out to my mama because um, you know, growing up in the mid '70s my mom was doing things that a lot of women were not supposed to be doing, right? She was a single mom raising her kids. She were, she uh, was a working nurse. She worked three different shifts, would come home for a couple hours sleep. And mm-hmm. when that got to be too much, she opened up her own daycare. All of a sudden she was wow. like running her own business out of our home. Then she opened up her own nursing agency, right? At a time where, and I'll never forget like the other exterior voices where you had people going, you can't do that. Or why are you doing that? Right? Because it wasn't mm-hmm. really known to see females actually take an entrepreneurial step out into the world to say, you know, I'm going to make money my own way. Mm-hmm. And so um, because that was always kind of modeled growing up, uh, always in the back of my mind, it gave me almost like that escape hatch and not one that's like the sewer grate, one that's like more like a nice, you know, slide up the side of a panel, right? (laughs) Um, Right, like I'm not slinking anywhere. And so during Uh like really uncomfortable moments in a corporate setting where maybe, you know, all of a sudden the environment's gotten really toxic or there's just so much political stuff going on back and forth, always, I was like, you know, there's not just A or B. There are so many options to be able to go side hustle and bring in money, fully go out and do it on your own, join forces with others, right? Like, uh, it's never been, uh, I've never felt fully stuck, right? It's Mm. just more like how, okay, if you don't want to be stuck and you can't see what's beyond choice B, you do know that more lies ahead. So sit and just be in the stillness to figure out, okay, then where is the hatch? Yeah. So I think for me, entrepreneurship has always been, it's always there. It's just when, yeah. right? When are you going to step into it again? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to mama for modeling that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always helpful though. Like I remember when I, first started my business or working for myself in 2010, I didn't tell my parents for Mm. months that I Mm. left my job. Uh, And I kind of like played around with going back to work for several years, got a consulting gig at PBS, ended up taking a full-time job there for like two years in between my, my business journey, still doing some consulting on the side. Um, and I definitely waited when I left PBS, which was a good, like a good yes, state a good job, job, as they say, <laughs> got that good state job. Hmm. I didn't tell my parents for a while. Cause I knew they were going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you, you're choosing this life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I'm choosing it and I chose it. <laughs> it's done. It's no going back for me at this point. Right. Ooh, but you just, you just also sparked a, a really quick memory too. I mean, uh-huh. this was like so new for women to be able to be entrepreneurs when I was growing up. I mean, I remember my mom being so proud when she actually got her first credit card because at the time the banks had that rule where like, Oh, right. 
where's your mm -hmm. husband to sign right, right? Mm -hmm. um also my mom didn't know how to drive she she mm. here she was you know in her i early 30s still not knowing how to drive so she you know she went and she got lessons right all this independence happened when the dad stepped out of the room right i stepped out of the house and so wow. that was always modeled because she was never like i am not going to be bulldozed and be a doormat uh, we're going to survive and move forward. And I think that's always been in my mind, like to see also that kind of independence mm -hmm. during a time where society did not support it. Yeah, that, I mean, that, first of all, the, when you learn about the stats, like with women and money mm -hmm. and how for so long, like in our lifetimes, recent history, like Hello. women could not have access to certain wealth mechanisms as right. freely as men. Mm -hmm. It's, don't get me started. I'm going to get on my whole racial <laughs> rock. Yes. Boxing, well, like. that's another reason why we are, that's another reason why we are bonded in our, uh, in our sisterhood and in this community, in this squad, because yes, yeah. we're all like, oh, we see it and it's got to continue to change. There's a mm -hmm. lot more that needs to happen. But when I see where we came from, what our right. moms and I experienced, maybe even our grandma, like I even go back to like yeah. what my grandmother, I mean, whoa, right? Yeah. Come a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, don't get me sorry. It, it, it starts to speak a lot about society and cultures and, and options. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it was pretty easy for me to think as a child, like, Oh, why? Why did such and such stay with with Uncle such right. and such, Grandpa such and such? Right. Because her options were probably limited. Right. Like, not only yeah. was she a woman, she was black and in the South. So that's right. My God, and they weren't the same economic <laughs> opportunities. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's oh gosh, don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm curious about self-care because as mm -hmm. you know as, as we all know as entrepreneurs it, it can be tough at least for me to find time for self-care um did you learn anything from your mom growing up about self-care and just finding play and I, she sounds like a hard-working woman so <laughs> i want to start yeah so here i was shouting at my mama and now she'll be like why did you have to tell them that but um <laughs> you know my that Sorry, was mom. actually a, the that was the flip side right of watching my mom work so hard and work three jobs and get two hours of sleep is she wasn't good with self-care mm -hmm. on top of that she was a nurse which is a profession mm -hmm. of sacrifice right sacrifice yeah. one's own health and so um i didn't really learn about self-care until i got into my own therapy until i got into I my own therapy yeah right <laughs> until I got into my own way of, um, you know, helping that, that inner child that still had abandonment issues and felt less than and felt invisible, right? All those things that happened growing up in a house where um, my mom would have been open if I said, hey, here are my needs, but there was never that opportunity. She was too busy mm -hmm. just helping us right. survive, right? right. So self-care started probably in my 20s, but there are moments where I have to be like very aware of when I start feeling so irritable and so flattened out that I can't focus, that I'm like, mm. oh, it's because uh, I'm not showing up every day to work out, which is really for me about strength and reproducing energy versus mm. uh, looking a certain way. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and even like the littlest things, like when I when I get home, am I, am I getting into pajamas and like chilling and washing my face and right? All those little things that sound trivial are super important, um, yeah. to show up every day. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big. Like I was talking mm -hmm. to, Sarah, I think I was talking to Angela Matthews from our group and we were talking about, um, just what pleasure and enjoyment and gratitude, like mm -hmm. all the different ways it, it, it looks. It can be, mm -hmm. it can be loud. It can be a, a trip to Greece for 10 yes. days. 
Hello. Which I'm, I'm planning to do. <gasps> it can also be like very soft and gentle. Like mm-hmm. one thing I love to do is do jigsaw puzzles and listen to Murder mm-hmm. She Wrote audiobooks. Like <laughs> that's my jam. Yeah. So yeah, it just depends on what it looks like for you. And I, I love that that you're you're working on it and because it's it's an ongoing thing right like it's on it's very very much so it's very ongoing and so um I now have what has become almost like a ritual right I wake up Mm -hmm. early in the morning I work out I move I'm like bottom line whether you're going to hit the gym or you decide you don't want to be at the gym you're going to move for 30 minutes through space outside even if it's freezing outside and um, then there's even just um, reflection and writing in the morning. Um, and uh, I've also made a determination, which has really helped in my self-care, is I'm going to read a nonfiction book, 10 pages of a nonfiction book a day. Like, what is going to help you advance? Right now, I'm on, um, it's called A Time to Think. It's Juliet Font, and she's okay. all about like carving out space in your schedule so that you actually have time to dream, imagine, create instead of stuffing it back to back with appointments where you don't have time mm. to actually suss out and filter new thoughts. Mm. Um, so that helps with my self care. It helps center me before then my office is open, right? Mm-hmm. So I do that before normally eight thirty nine a.m. I feel like I need that. I need you to say the name of that book again because I'm I'm taking notes as we talk. A time to think, you said. I think it's called Time to Think. Uh, mm-hmm. A minute to think. There we go. A minute to think. It's Juliet. Juliet Funt. Um, okay. She happens to be the daughter of the guy who created Candid Camera, that TV show. Really, you're now yeah. Candid Camera, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's that's an yeah. interesting fact. Um, mm-hmm. That really speaks to me because, and this is something that I'm working on in therapy and in, in all the, the ways, um, I'm really good at filling up my plate to the point of mm-hmm. like burnout and stress mm-hmm. and like literally yesterday, ten started my day with 10 meetings like 8.30 to 5.15, back to back to back. I had one meeting got canceled and another meeting I skipped. But when I say I almost cried when they canceled that that one meeting, just because, and this is, it's not abnormal for me to have six meetings a day, seven meetings a day. That's pretty mm-hmm. standard. Um, but I, I also fantasize about like, what would I feel like if I didn't feel the need to be so busy or to be so booked or to mm-hmm. say no, to have better boundaries of mm-hmm. my time with people? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's something you've ever struggled with, but like... Tiffy, I'm right there. So yeah, so that's how I was always, I thought that was the way you did your day. What you just described Right. I was like, okay, it's time for bullet train time. And it goes from Monday through Friday, maybe even a little bleeding over into Saturday morning. Welcome to the world of being an entrepreneur and running your own business. That even would happen to me when I worked for other big corporations, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, you know, I would let it bleed in. And I realized though, and this was key to start to separate, I tied my identity, my, my importance Yep. to the role I played in those companies mm-hmm. versus yep. what if I show up as just a good human being and get mm-hmm. to show up as a great wife, as mm-hmm. a great friend, partner, mm-hmm. right? All mm-hmm. of those things. So yeah. that was a, a big like first for me to then start to unpeel myself from yeah. booking myself so much that there was no room to breathe or be creative. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I do, right? I'm supposed to be the creative strategist So how do I then free up those thoughts? And so what I loved about this book, what it sparks, um, you know, and I would just say to you and invite you into this question, Tibby, what if 
you padded 30 minutes between each meeting. Well, mm -hmm. it might mean then you're not going to be, you know, how many meetings did you say you had back to back? It was started off as 10, ended up being eight. 10. Okay, eight. So you may only be able to speak to four mm -hmm. during that day, and which means yep. then you're having it extended out. Uh, what it also did in that kind of what, what is called the white space, right? There's nothing written in that little slot yeah. is um, I, then all of a sudden I said, you know what? And I, um, I'm not going to work after, I'm not taking meetings after three anymore because I am melty minded by then. And yeah. I'm not going to do client interfacing on Fridays anymore. I'm going to be working, but I'm going to be working on my business, not in it. Right. Yes. So knowing that, knowing that, and I'm not going to do it perfectly. This is going to take time to unravel myself mm -hmm. from this idea that, that, that might, that somehow it's like an extra badge for busyness. Right. Letting that go <laughs> like busyness. Also busyness does not, and this is something that I've learned over the past couple of years. Busyness does not equal success. Busyness does not equal importance. <laughs> Busyness does not equal how people, how you think people value you because it can be the opposite. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And kudos to you because I'm, I'm trying to get to that place where no external meetings on Friday. I just want to be mm -hmm. off the girl or chilling. <laughs> right. Right. So it started with, uh, you know, I use Acuity as my calendaring tool. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I did was I was like, okay, I'm, you literally can say 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after mm -hmm. are padded. You cannot book right, right up against, right? So that yeah. already started to set a tone. And at first, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't comfortable. I panicked, especially when I get, you know, a new prospect saying, oh, I can't wait to talk to you. Oh, wait, you're booked for the next two weeks, right? I'll panic. I'll be like, mm -hmm. but then, you know, just letting right. that go and being like, well, if you really want to work with me, we'll figure you it out. Wait. Maybe you're going to have to wait. If there's an opening, yeah. I'll try to put you in there. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. <laughs> I know my operations manager is going to listen to this and be like, I told you, I've been telling you for two years. Like, she's really good at trying to protect my time. And I'm like, like we literally develop, you know how Rachel Rogers has those calendar rules. Yeah. We literally developed calendar rules in 2020, Beth, 2020. Mm. Ask me if I use them. Dumb and who was emailing mm. you. <laughs> I know she's going to be like, you better listen to Beth because don't mm -hmm. listen to her. So. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely try that padding on my meetings as a first yeah. step. A wedge, then, a wedge. Yep. Yes. And then um, I am trying to get off of client meetings on Fridays just so I have a full day of just, hey, awesome girl work. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just, even if it means you're doing it in front of your mirror, because that's what I had to do. And I looked right in the mirror at myself. I was like, I don't work after three and I don't work on Fridays externally with yes. clients. It just made kind of a stake in the ground. I, this is going to seem like a weird question. Do you um, do any like emotional freedom technique or tapping or anything like that? No, but I've done, ta I, I mean, I've done tapping at like workshops. I think it's amazing. And at moments where um, really high stress, or really high anxiety, I do tend to rock and kind of pat myself anyway, but no, not formally. Okay. You, you, you just reminded me, I follow, um, Gala Darling. Uh, she does mm -hmm. a lot of like tapping EFT videos. Highly recommend. I'll, I'll put her information in the description okay. for this video too, but she recommends cause you know, tapping is like you work through the blocks and you sort of like, you also give yourself affirmations she recommends doing it in a mirror, which is why that made me think of it because looking at yourself, talking to yourself, like that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. how, like, how did you come to that idea? A, a couple different things. I think uh, through osmosis, just uh, being in Hello7, Rachel Rogers, 
all those lessons that are there, especially at the beginning about glow up and mindset, um, mm. it's, it's pretty much there. It's like, how are you, what are you going to say to yourself to change yeah. what you say to yourself? And, mm. um, I, I just laid in there. Well, then I need to see my face speaking at myself because we're so used to just talking out and not seeing yeah. ourselves reflected back. Yeah. Yeah. And it also makes me think about the idea of really looking at yourself. Um, this is going to be pretty vulnerable thing for me to say, like for mm. growing up, I always, um, I had very low self-esteem. I thought I was just the ugliest thing on earth that like still sticks with, with me in a lot of ways. Like those, that mind trash, that itty bitty sneak committee uh, that had such a long time to really like tell myself really horrible things. And for a while it was hard for me to like consistently like look at myself. And so the idea of it's what you said is really sticking with me because really looking at yourself, like I'm really good at like looking at other people, like maintaining eye contact, like, Mm-hmm. that's I do that very well <laughs> for other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. but when it comes to me and myself it's such a vulnerability right of looking at you and actually seeing yeah. you for you and talking to you as you yes and uh, thank you for sharing that because I think actually to be a lot of women experience that I experienced that growing up. And when I speak to other women, um, you know, it, it's such a, it's such a dual message we get growing up, right. As girls, women, you name it. It's like, be pretty, be quiet, be gracious. Don't take up too much space. Take over, right. There's so many like roles that are assigned to us and then culturally depending on, right. So mm-hmm. for me in a big Jewish family, Right. That also, um, you know, it was all about be gracious. Don't, Mm. you know, take care of actually manage other people's feelings, make sure that they feel okay. Right. So don't say anything that will be too. Right. And so when you're then stuck with yourself, I remember being reprimanded for maybe being speaking my mind. Therefore I was rude or, hurting somebody's feelings, right? Whatever it was. And so it was very easy for me to then go, oh, see, I'm, I am so ugly from the inside mm-hmm. out and I don't mm-hmm. look like anybody else and I'm never going to fit in and all of these things. But I think it, it yeah. was just a story. Talk about stories. It was a, it was a story that was a lie that was swallowed and agreed to be swallowed a long time ago. Yeah. And it makes me think about going back to your business and and branding and messaging and the ways in which you like really help a company to differentiate themselves and stand out. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes as kids, the things that make us different, like we don't want them. It's like, we just want to fit in. Like, right. like, I want to change this thing about me. It's so horrible. I'm not like everyone else. But it, what's funny is like now in your business, like that's like, that's your superpower. Like, right. right? What <laughs> makes us, I forgot who said it, it was a, uh, I want to say, I don't remember who right now, but what makes us different is our magic. Mm-hmm. How we act in the world, especially growing up, that is our intellectual property. That is yep. the thing that is our signature. That is the way that we stand out, right? And then when you compare it, let's just say if we're going to use this thing about like, let's just look at high school where you don't want to stand out. You want so badly to fit in, <laughs> you know? Just stay and safe. I, <laughs> yeah, and I really didn't. And uh, really didn't. Um, and, you know, there are mean girls and mean boys and there is like you know that you know I'm being vulnerable oh you're making fun of me now I feel humiliated right all these things and I think what's really important is to 
whether it's through therapy or through meditation or writing to go yeah. back. This might sound some a little woo, but that's okay. It's one of my strengths. I'm with it. Woo. I'm with it. Is <laughs> <laughs> to go back and actually save or soothe that moment, that child at that time, you know, Beth at 14, Beth at 16, that just mm. felt so odd and outcast did not fit in right and mm -hmm. go back and say all is good even now and you are safe and it's okay to pull yeah. those things that you may be flattened or tamped down or muted mm -hmm. into now because they were your magic and your gift and you have it now it's just waiting yeah oh, I love that that inner child work <laughs> that inner child will get you now People mm -hmm. stay trying to nurse those inner child wounds in all the wrong ways yes. <laughs> in this life. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too, So, but I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, what are you looking forward to over the next 12 months? I think really being able to, uh, where I was talking about changing this business model, right? Really being able to serve more people in a short amount of time so they can just be empowered and confident with how they're going to move through the world, express through mm -hmm. marketing and their brand. Um, I'm also excited to continue to expand my team. Right now, the world keeps informing Fortified Branding to be an agency, right? And so it, it's that's exciting for me because then finding those people that really fit the culture and the values of fortified branding and them coming on board and them um, taking ownership of their expertise as they add to helping clients is really exciting for me. And really celebrating being in year three. It's uh, it's not the same growing pains as one. There's a lot, talk about, uh, there's a lot of awkwardness again, right? It's like, well, how yeah. do I figure that out? And how do I scale from here? And how do I get to the next level? And yeah. How do I hire frequency of the business that I've created? But congrats on year three. I just want to give it up to you. <laughs> oh, I love those claps. <laughs> Anytime, Beth. I always got some, some celebrations for you. Where can folks find you online and to learn about you? They can uh, find me at my website, fortifiedbranding.com. Also, my Instagram handle is fortifiedbranding. Um, I'm not so good at uh, Twitter, although I do have a handle there. <laughs> um, and pretty soon there'll be blogs and more information on LinkedIn that I've been starting to push out. Perfect. I so appreciate you joining me today in our chat. Obviously, I could talk to you all the time because we got some stuff. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we might have to do a part two. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, too. Thank you so much for watching this episode with Beth. I love talking to Beth. <laughs> As you can probably tell, she always drops some gems, as I like to say, spit some bars. Um, what was most impactful to you? I'm very curious. Please consider sharing your thoughts in the comments or uh, sharing with us on social media. You can find us at Hey Awesome Girls across all the platforms. A couple of things that stood out to me. One, our point about your uniqueness being your superpower and the key to building a successful and memorable brand. Um, to Beth's point about how being an entrepreneur, especially being a solopreneur, doesn't mean you have to do it alone. You can be in community with other entrepreneurs. Um, she also said that it's okay to be vulnerable. The mental health, the emotional toll, the physical <laughs> toll of being an entrepreneur, it can be tough. It's a, it, it can be a very isolating experience, but if you can find community, if you can find your tribe, your, your entrepreneurial journey will be so much richer and so much better. So I definitely encourage you to do that. 
And I encourage you, if you found this episode helpful, if you found some nuggets of wisdom, please consider sharing it with a friend, with a family member, maybe someone who is an entrepreneur, who's thinking about entrepreneurship. Help them study success. Like, let them learn from our mistakes and and hear hear what works for us. uh, And then maybe they can apply it to their lives probably a little bit earlier than I applied it to my own. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I am Tippy Jones, founder and CEO of the creative studio, Hey Awesome Girl, recording from my home office. As a reminder, Hey Awesome Girl's social mission is to celebrate and empower women, especially women of color. We believe digital entrepreneurship is a resource to increase confidence, close racial and gender wealth gaps, and provide a means of freedom for women all over the world. As we like to say, empowered women empower women. And that is exactly what we're trying to achieve with this show. Please stay tuned for our next episode. I don't even know who it's going to be at this point. I'm sure it's on my calendar, but I'm excited. Anyway, in the meantime, head on over to our website, heyawesomegirl.com to sign up for our email list for some weekly goodies from us. And until next time, don't forget to be awesome. So it's me again, just jumping back on to share a special resource with you. So I know I talk a lot about our pleasure, ease, and abundance framework that we use at Hey Awesome Girl, but maybe you aren't quite sure what that means and how you can incorporate that into your life. Well, we have a free resource for you that can help with that. It's our pleasure, ease, and abundance playbook. In this playbook, I outline the nine elements of pleasure, ease, and abundance you need to consider to help you create a life that is fun, fabulous, and free. I walk you through journal prompts, I share resources, and give you some actionable steps you can take to get you further away from stress, exhaustion, and being broke. To download this free playbook, go to heyawesomegirl.com framework, enter your email address, and we'll send it right over to you. That's heyawesomegirl.com slash framework to download your free playbook today.